there's this character I've been cultivating for the past couple years. Uh, it's not like a character I would play. It's like for a, a book, like a book series or something. Uh, I still don't have a first name for him, like either Chad or Brock, but the last name is Rock Hard, like Brock Rock Hard, which would be funny because then his initials would be Burr. <laughs> or if it's because if it's Chad Rock Hard, then that would be Kerr. No, I like Burr, Brock, Brock Rock Hard, or like Bronson. Bronson rock hard. No, that's too long. Brock. Because Brock sounds like rock. Ooh, that's stupid enough. It could work. He's like a uh, <clears throat> Duke Nukem type character, you know? So the whole thing is very satirical. This character's Brock rock hard. Let's call him Brock rock hard. Burr. He's like a super agent, a super agent for uh, United States, AKA capitalist interests. And he, you know, beats up, uh, like socialists, labor unionists, um, that sort of thing. And again, this is satire. It's just satirizing, uh, very American stuff, not an original idea by any stretch, but it's coming from me. So I, I was thinking before I hit record here, I was like, all right, he gets he gets born because. All right, go with me here. There's uh, this TikTok account. I can't even. I don't even know the name of it, but it's this dude. It's just like this is real. Uh, this TikTok user is just this like average twenty something white American guy, uh, and his whole his whole account is about smoking cigarettes. How he just loves smoking cigarettes. And he doesn't even look like particularly unhealthy or anything. It's just, it's a very, it's a cigarette account. And it's not even cigarette ads. He just fucking talks about cigarettes and people in the comments comment about cigarettes. And I, I saw a video, the, the dude, the account posted yesterday. It's currently Sunday, December 3rd at the time of this recording. Um, so this comes out like the subsequent Friday. But, um... So yesterday, I guess December 2nd, I saw the video where the guy's like, you know, I don't think, I, I don't condone children smoking. Kids shouldn't smoke. And then uh, before I hit record for this, he was replying to someone commenting, asking, what if the baby comes out of the womb smoking a cigarette? And the uh, the user's like, if the baby just like rolls out the room, the womb with a cigarette in its mouth, that would be absolutely baller, uh, as long as the baby's smoking full flavors. And that got my mind working of like, all right, Brock Rockhard, he just slides right out of that thing. Uh, you know, it's got to be Marlboro Reds because, you know, it's satire. Even though Reds, Marlboro Reds suck. They're, they're nasty as shit. If you're going to go like hardcore full flavor, there's better options than Reds. I don't even smoke anymore, but I smoked long enough to know that reds are disgusting. Uh, well, anyway, Brock Rockhard slides on out, and he, you know, he's already got a lit Marlboro Red hanging from his lip. All right, and he's born 
in a uh, uh, like a church hospital, like a Catholic church hospital. Except he's not Catholic uh, because that that's not American enough. Catholicism is not American enough. Uh, it's too pagan for that, you know. Uh, if anything, he's probably like fucking uh, Lutheran or like First Baptist, <laughs> depending on where he's from. Well, anyway, uh, so Brock Rockhard slides on out of the womb with a Marlboro Red in his mouth, and he's born in this uh, Catholic hospital. And uh, like uh, the nurses, because it's a Catholic hospital, the the nurses are all nuns, and every nun. That day that Brock Rockhart was born, every nun that came within a six foot, you know, six foot proximity to a baby Brock, to newborn Brock, they had to get an abortion that day because, you know, Brock Rockhart was just way too virile. And straight out of the womb, you know, he had no control over that virility. And so... <clears throat> And it's not like he physically knocks up all the nuns. It's it's an immaculate conception of every nun that comes within six feet of him that day. And they all had to get abortions that day. And you may ask yourself, did the Catholic Church condone abortion at the time of Brock Rockhart's birth? And the answer is no. However, the Vatican made a rare exception in this case and they kept the whole thing under wraps because they were afraid that news of the event would steal thunder away from the Virgin Mary. Yeah. I'm going to turn off the uh, heater real quick and let that sink in. Just a second. This is a show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff, maybe we'll learn something new, but it's always about hanging out, me and you. Hi, hello, and welcome to That Thing with James, a podcast about nothing in particular. I'm your host, James. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. And uh, today, this episode and this week's bonus episode comes out a week, exactly one week. I mean, as long as this comes out on the the day I intend it to, this episode comes out a week, that is seven days prior to my birthday. I will be on the, uh, turning 36 years old, 36, uh, um, one year closer to 40 than I am 30. And what do I have to show for it? This podcast <laughs> and few. <laughs> I'm not going to disparage myself any further. That's enough. This I've been alive for almost 40 years, and all I got was this stupid podcast. Um, so uh, today I am going to. Well, I had a few ideas of what I could talk about today, and none of them really struck my fancy so much. So. I'm actually going to do something that I was going to do on this week's bonus episode, and instead on this week's bonus episode, uh, I'm going to do something else that just occurred to me uh, before I took the little break and sang the intro song. Um, so yeah, I've got some cool stuff 
to share in this week's bonus episode. Uh, if you want access to that and all the other bonus episodes and uh, you know other bonus content, you can get access to it by helping support this show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, the lowest barrier for entry is just $5. Yes, just an Abraham Lincoln on the paper bill. Abraham Lincoln on the paper bill will get you access to lots of bonus content at patreon.com slash that thing with James patreon.com slash that thing with James. And to those of you who already support the show and have access to all that awesome content, thank you so much. You rock harder than Brock rock hard. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, social media. I think in the last episode, I said I was going to go ahead and like retire my second uh, TikTok account, and I still haven't done that yet. It's been very, very busy two weeks, and I'm extremely fatigued. I would love to have like a week where nothing needs doing, like one week where I don't have to set an appointment or do this or do that or have to put something out, put a fire out, anything. I just like one single, boring, calm, nothing to do week would be very nice. That would be a blessing at this point. Boredom, boredom, I find as I get older, boredom is a luxury. Um, and, and if you're me, boredom, you don't really get bored that much. You find something to do because otherwise uh, the demons start to eat at your mind. So if you're me, you're going to start writing some stuff and I'm actually going to share something I wrote other than this like ongoing Brock Rockhard thing that I'm developing in my head. Something else, something I've been sharing on the past, oh, well, at least on the last bonus episode. Uh, it's a short script um, and I think I feel okay sharing it on here. I'm still not convinced this is the final draft, but this is at least, uh, it's not a fully first, first draft, um, but it is a complete draft. Uh, and I'm going to read that on here because that's the only thing that really struck my fancy for this episode. Um, oh yeah, but before I forget, you can find me on social media. It's my handle on all social media platforms that I'm on, I'm not going to waste time listing them all, is at James J. Asher. You can contact me at my show email, thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. I wish I made it shorter, but that's what I did. It's a long email, and I have a subreddit, r slash thatthingwithjames. And once again, help support the show low barrier of entry. Uh, if you want to donate more than you're welcome to, and there's other perks that I will provide for whatever tier of support you select, but lowest barrier of entry is just $5, and you have an entire month of access to dozens, dozens of bonus episodes, etc. Now, uh, yeah, I'm going to share a short script that I wrote and, you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't steal some stuff away and maybe I'm going to make some tweaks. This is as much for me 
as it is for you. And actually, it's probably more for me than it is for you, because I don't know if you give even a a 16th of a turd about any of this, but I have been working on a script for a short film, and uh, who knows if it's uh, ever going to get made or whatever. I'd like to make it. Um, This is most certainly not, not the most genius thing I have ever written uh, by a long shot. This was more of an exercise to just get the ball rolling in a certain direction. Um, If anyone wants to, you know, make this with me, uh, you can reach out to me. I already provided how to contact me. And if you missed it, it's already written in the episode description. Um, Yeah, I'm going to read this short script here. Uh, And again, I'm not convinced that this is the final draft, but it is a complete draft and it's not a first draft. All right. Um, And if you want to help make, uh, you know, there's a character that... uh, if you've been following my stuff for a long time, you may recognize maybe Tab uh, from a limited, really dark uh, comedy web series I did. It's on my YouTube channel called After the Tone. Uh, this character, Tab, is uh, the protagonist in this script, uh, and I would like to play him. And I, I would also rather like to direct this thing, too, because I have in mind exactly how it ought to be. Well, maybe not beat for beat, but I, I know the tone and the vision. I've got the vision for this thing. I fucking wrote it anyway. But other than that, like, in terms of, like, producing, like, finding people and materials, I'm not the best at that. I'm going to say it. I'm not the best. Not to say I'm completely unable to. I'm able to. It's just uh, a level of interest and frustration. I feel like I would peter out uh, too soon. Um, my my specialties lie elsewhere. But without further ado, I'm going to read this. And uh, this is a thing. Again, I feel comfortable sharing this because honestly, so few people uh, watch slash listen to this podcast. Uh, that the people, this is supposed to kind of partly like be a present for someone, but I don't think I'm really spoiling anything. Plus, I'm probably going to decide I need to make some changes upon reading this, which is part of why I'm doing this exercise is uh, to kind of get a feel for what's working and what's not working. Consider this like a one-man table read of a short script that I wrote. Um all right, enough enough preamble. Let me take a sip of beverage to quit my whistle, and uh, we'll get into it. All right, so there's really four different characters in this uh, short, and I'm I, I may read their names, but I'm gonna try to do different vocal tones, different pitches for the different characters. Hopefully, it's clear. I'm just gonna go with what feels right. Excuse me. <coughs> okay. Sorry about that. Here we go. Uh, This is called Fix My Life, Fuck My Wife by James J. Asher II. Interior, kitchen, Susan and Bill's home, evening, 
Susan, 30s, stands by the oven, holding a box of really cheap brownie mix to her chest. She speaks to her husband, Bill, 30s, who stands off camera. Susan, if he'd be into it, I'd love it. You should ask him. Bill, all right, I'll ask. Blackout. For one half of a second, we meditate on the void, the black screen. Then, out of nothingness, we're snapped awake by the loud, awesome, dominating voice of a chorus chanting in time with the appearance of the title. La! Fix my life. La la! Fuck my wife. Fade to. Interior, Susan and Bill's bathroom. Tab. 30s, leans over the sink, holding his cell phone to his ear. He speaks in a sharp whisper that echoes out of the sink basin. He wants me to fuck his wife. Language, says the voice on the phone. Tab's mom, 60s, is on the other end of the line. Her voice is quite audible, almost as if she were on speakerphone, which she isn't. Tab, those were his words. He said that? Basically. Why? I don't know. He's weird. Are you hiding? I'm in the bathroom. Is that why you're whispering? Yes. What do I do? Do you want to fuck her? No. Then leave. I can't. Why not? It would be rude. What have we said about setting boundaries? Sorry, I was stumbling over myself there. Then leave. I can't. Why not? It would be rude. What have we said about setting boundaries? Mom, I haven't seen these people in a decade. There's a hard knock on the bathroom door. Bill calls from the other side. Are you jacking off in there? Tab hangs up on his mom and stuffs his phone into his back pocket of his pants, into the back pocket of his pants. Tab, what? Hey, come on. We've got something special for you. Almost done. I got to wash my hands. In a rush, Tab washes his hands, looks for a hand towel, sees only one body towel lying crumpled on the floor. He grimaces, dries his hands on his pants, then opens the door. Bill is leaning against the doorframe, blocking the exit. Tab continued, Hey, you're not going to flush? Oh. Tab uses his fingers to depress the flush handle, realizes his fingers are now unclean, quickly washes his hands again, dries them on his pants again, then turns to Bill, who's still blocking the exit. Bill gestures to the crumpled body towel on the floor. He says, You could have used the towel. Tab, Nah, it's okay. But your pants are wet now. Ah, I don't mind. You trying to cover your cum stain? What? Did you come in your pants? No. Did you do it in the towel? Is that why you won't use it? No. Sure, all right. Were you talking to someone in there? I wasn't talking to anyone in here. It sounded like you were talking to someone in there. I, I might have been talking to myself. I don't know. Huh. Bill wraps an arm around Tab, pulling him close to his chest. Bill continues. Come on. We have something special for you. What? You'll see. Bill keeps his arm wrapped around Tab as he leads him into the interior hallway. But Bill stops after a few steps. There they stand in silence for a single heavy moment. Tab, what's up? Tab, I need you to know, I heard what you said. Oh goodness, oh gracious, had Bill been dropping eaves on Tab's bathroom conversation? Tab, when? At dinner. (sighs) Tab lets out a sigh of relief, but Bill reads it as one of despair. Bill continues, 
Should we be concerned about you? Oh, no, no, I was just joking. That isn't something to joke about. I, I, I know, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even think you guys heard me. Are you sure you're okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. It was just a bad joke. It isn't funny. I, I know, I'm sorry. You're not having any thoughts about doing uh, self-harm? No, 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 I don't want to do self-harm. I, I'm not going to do that. Well, we're here for you uh, if you need someone to talk to. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I'm good. Really. Well, you seem like you have a cloud around you. Eh, what's going on? It's a long story. You can tell me. It's a long story, Bill. I'm all ears. Well, it's okay. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. Well, I do want to shh. It's okay, buddy. Bill pulls Tab into a big bear hug, pressing Tab's face into his chest. There the two linger for a moment. Bill continues. Listen, while you were masturbating, Susan and I had a conversation and, well, we think we have something that will cheer you up. Tab pries himself out of the hug. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like you guys were hinting at something earlier. I... Or it seemed like you were hinting at something earlier. I was. I was testing the water to see how you'd react. To what? To the sweetest thing you'll ever taste. Susan, you know, I think I'm okay. I'm sweet enough already. Ah. <laughs> You're joking. No, look, man. I like you guys, but I'm not sure that's something I really want to get into. Really? It's nothing personal. It's just not something I want to get into. Tab. Yes, Bill? Can I tell you something? Yes? Tab, there was my life before I met Susan, and there was my life after I met Susan. Okay. The first night I met her, she gave me something. Okay. Okay, and what she gave me changed me forever. She introduced me to an experience, to sensations I never knew existed. Okay. Now, before she and I met, Susan had shared it with other people, people who'd had it before. But when she gave it to me, it was my first time. Uh-huh. And once we coupled up, and once it became clear that we were going to be a serious thing for a long time, we came to an agreement. Because, see, Susan really liked sharing it with other people. It made her happy. And it sure as hell made them happy, too. But when she gave it to me that first time, and when she saw how much joy it brought me, she made me a promise. It was a gesture of commitment. She promised me that from that moment forward, she would give it only to me and me alone. Wow, that's impressive. But it made me feel bad. Oh no. It was clear to me that Susan truly did enjoy sharing it with as many people as possible. She could circle the globe, giving it out to everyone she met several times over. <laughs> and she would never tire of spreading her joy. She's just that generous of a person. That is generous. And I didn't want to be so selfish as to deny her that desire, that urge. But at the same time... I understood that it would also be selfish of me to reject her 
Oh, sacrifice may be too strong a word, but she was indeed offering a sacrifice to give it to me and me alone. It was a beautiful, symbolic gesture. That is something. So Susan and I talked about it, and we found a middle ground, if you will. We came to an agreement. Uh Uh-huh. We decided that, yes, Susan would give it only to me, except on special occasions. Oh. That is, we agreed that if we happen to meet someone we really like, and if the mood is right, we she, would share it with that other person, and me, so we could all enjoy it together. Okay, Bill, this is where I want to stop you. Tab, I want you to taste my wife's. No. Excuse me? I'm sorry, but no, I'm not interested. Really? Yes, I'm setting a boundary. I'm setting a boundary. Bill, I refuse to fuck your wife. Bill Gox. What are you talking about? (laughs) Bill breaks into a fit of laughter, but the fit soon subsides as Tab's words sink in. Uh, uh, Bill continued, I think you might have, uh, uh, you, you really wouldn't fuck Susan? I won't fuck Susan. Why wouldn't you fuck Susan? I told you, Bill, I'm not interested. I like you guys as friends, but that's it. And I feel like, all night, you've been trying to foist this thing. Do you think she's ugly? No. You're trying to be nice. No, I'm trying to make you listen. You're my friends. I like you guys, but not in that way. And even if I was actively into this sort of thing, I still wouldn't want to do it with you guys. Not with Susan and certainly not with you. It would get awkward. I see. Bill contemplates for a moment, then continues. So, man to man, if, you know, Tab, is there something wrong with me? What? Is it because I have a weird penis? Weird penis? How did you hear about it? What are you talking about, Tab? You don't have to lie to me. Did Susan tell you? About your weird penis? So it is weird. Dude, I don't fucking know. Please don't lie to me. I'm not. She hasn't said anything about it. I don't know anything about your penis. Really? Really? Tab? What? I believe you. Good. So can we please... So you can give me an honest account. Of what? My penis. Tab stares at Bill. Impatience flaring in his eyes. He turns to walk away, but Bill grabs Tab's arms, stopping him. Bill, please, just a quick look. Tab throws his arms up, freeing himself from Bill's grasp. Get the fuck off me. Bill reaches for Tab again. Tab, wait, I'm sorry. Susan enters the hallway, stands behind Tab. She's still holding the box of really cheap brownie mix to her chest. Susan, what is What is going on in here? Bill to Susan. 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 Are you guys fighting? Tab to Susan. Bill's trying to get me to fuck you. What? What are you talking about? This is where it gets confusing for one person to read. Bill to Tab. What are you talking about? Tab to Bill. Oh, cut the shit. Tab to Susan. He's trying to offer you to to me like you're some kind of... uh, are, Are you even aware of this? Susan. Offer me? 
Bill to Tab. What the hell are you talking about? Tab to Bill. Cut the shit. Tab to Susan. He's been dropping hints all throughout dinner. Bill to Tab. What hints? Tab to Bill. Shut the fuck up. You're not as subtle as you think you are. Tab to Susan. All during night, he was dropping hints, and I was pretty sure I knew what they were, but I didn't want to make assumptions. Susan. Tab? Tab? No, no. You need to hear this. After I excused myself to use the restroom, Bill started pounding on the door and accusing me of masturbating into your towel. Oh, Tab, I'm sorry. Bill to Susan. Susan. Susan to Bill. Bill. Susan to Tab. Please continue. Tab. Well, he starts telling me how sweet you taste and how you used to get around before you guys met, and that's fine, but Bill to Susan. I did not say that. Susan. Bill. Bill. Tab, I think you might have misunderstood. Tab to Bill. Oh, I understood all right. Tab to Susan. And fundamentally, I don't care. If it feels good, it feels good, as long as you're being safe. But the way he said it, he all but called you a massive whore. He said you could spread yourself open to the whole world and still wouldn't be satisfied. His words. That's not his words. Oh my God. He's, he, then he says he wants me to taste you because you guys made an agreement when you started dating to bring other people in sometimes to satisfy your urges because he can't satisfy you because of his weird dick, I guess. And that's fine. I'm not against that kind of thing. I might be open to it someday, but not with you guys. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just you're my friends, and I feel like that would get weird and complicated. But Bill has essentially tried to foist this situation upon me, and uh, uh, has he even asked you if this is something you'd want with me? Has he even consulted you at all? A tense silence befalls the hallway. Susan to Tab. An agreement? Tab nods. Susan continues. You mean about the brownies? Brownies? I was trying to tell you, Bill... Let me handle this. Tab, we were going to offer you brownies for dessert. Brownies? Tab, I think... Uh, Bill, did you did, did you accuse him of masturbating? Bill continues. It, it was a joke. Susan to Tab. Okay, okay. Tab, Bill was supposed to invite you to have brownies with us. But Bill sometimes has communication problems. Sometimes he can't tell when a joke is in poor taste. But we're working on that, aren't we? Bill is embarrassed, but nods in agreement. Susan continues to Bill. What do we say about boundaries? Read the room. Tab, when Bill and I met, he'd never had brownies before. And I happen to love making brownies for people I care about. I make them from scratch. Well... Bill loved my brownies so much, and I felt for him so hard that I made a promise to only make brownies for him. It was a silly, romantic thing, but I wanted to lock him down. And yes, we did come to an agreement. We'd share my brownies with loved ones every once in a while. Then, then you came over. We hadn't seen you in forever. You seemed like you had some issues you were working through. So we figured we'd offer you brownies to cheer you up. Oh, Silence. Tab continues. I do like brownies. Well, to be honest, I don't feel like making them right now. 
In fact, I think it would be best for all of us to just call it a night. Fade to exterior. Susan and Bill's front yard. Night. Tab sits on the curb beside the street, cigarette hanging from his mouth. He tries to light the cigarette with a cheap gas station lighter, but the lighter produces nothing more than a few sparks. Tab tosses the lighter. It clatters across the asphalt. He returns the cigarette to its pack, then stuffs the pack into his front pocket. In the background, a warm rectangle of light appears then disappears as Bill walks out of the front door. He joins Tab on the curb. Bill, is your mom still on the way? Yeah, she should be here soon. I'm sorry about tonight. It's okay. It's you know, Shit's been weird for me for a long time now. And I'm the one that's sorry. I feel like I ruined everything. You didn't. It was just a minor miscommunication. Tab doesn't believe that for a second. Tab nods toward the house. Is she pissed at me? Nah, she'll laugh about it tomorrow. The two friends soak in the night for a moment. Bill continues. Hey, Tab. Yeah? Could I ask you something? What's up? Could you take a quick look and tell me if it's really weird? Blackout. The end. I'm going to take another sip of water. All right, so that's the current draft. And again, it's not the final draft. Um, thanks for letting me read that, me. I can tell uh, there's some stuff, there's some typo stuff I needed to fix, but there's also some stuff at the end when Susan comes in and we're trying to like clear the air and everything. Um, it's a bit too wordy. So I see, I see some spots where I need to either erase and or shorten some stuff, shore some things up. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, the direction, the story, the characters wanted to go. There's some other ways that I wanted it to go originally, but I was having a hard time making it justified. It didn't feel earned. Like I was trying to force a joke instead of earning it, really. Um, mainly, the few drafts ago, I had Bill... Uh, actually dropping his pants and getting Tab to look at his wiener. And then Tab's like, you know, won't look. And then he finally looks and he's like, it's normal. And then Bill's like, no, no, you can't tell because it's soft. So then he starts trying to make himself not soft. And then that's when Susan walks in. And then Bill gets so startled that he unintentionally, um, you know, surprise jizzes on Tab's pants, um, which I think is a very funny bit, but I wanted to keep this thing like no more than 25 pages, and I'm already halfway down page 26, uh, and it's just, um, I don't feel like it's quite enough time to really earn that joke. I could see a world where it happens, but it just really wasn't fitting this. And then the very end bit where uh, Bill and Tab have their like little poignant moment on the curb, I didn't expect that at all. That just came out that way. Um, it's a little sad, but uh, that's Tab. That's the character of Tab. He's a fucking, he's the sad clown. Now he's not in his clown makeup in this, but 
uh, in spirit, he stole the sad clown. He's the, uh, what is it, Pagliacci? Doc, I'm so depressed. I'll go see Pagliacci. Doc, I am the clown Pagliacci. I hope that's how you say the name. But anyway, that's that. Um, I got some fun stuff I'll share in the bonus episode. If you want to get access to that and all the others, help support the show. Um, get access to that stuff by supporting the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Thanks for tuning in. Um, happy early birthday to me. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye.